welcome to Mission Exposition with Brandy. Where we have a compilation of convictions, hard truth, natural things for you and your families, birth talk, family talk, and a whole lot of Jesus. Make sure you like and subscribe and follow this podcast wherever you are watching. Share it on social media so that others can be encouraged. Thank you for listening, and here's to the next episode. Hello, friends, and welcome back to my podcast, Mission Exposition. This is Brandy. And this is a start of a little bit of my story, but this is most like a most recent part of my story. And I don't have notes today. Um, I am just going to let the Holy Spirit just lead me. This has been on my heart all week. And um, thank you for being here. And I pray that somebody is encouraged, somebody... Um, gets like uplifted or maybe it just changes somebody's life. I'm not, I don't know. Um, God knows. And, um, we're just gonna, I'm just gonna trust that and have faith. So, um, I don't know if this is even like, I should probably do an introduction before I go into things like this, but honestly, I don't feel like it's, um, quite time. I, I am going to do an introduction kind of podcast on who I am, But, um, this week I just wanted to go and discuss something that I'm proud of this week and something that I have, um, been able to experience this week. So really like like the last couple of weeks. Um, so this week marks the second week continuously that we have been going when I say we, my kids and I have been going to celebrate recovery. So through our church, our church sponsors a celebrate recovery group. Um, and well, I've been blessed by it the last couple of weeks, but it's been kind of odd because it's just been, it's been two testimonies in a row. Normally that's not how it happens, but, um, that's how God works. Right. So, um, This week, I have earned my first chip, and it's crazy to say that because when I have thought about Celebrate Celebrate Recovery, and to give a little history or backstory on Celebrate Recovery, basically it's a um, a 12-step program, but it is focused on Christ, so it's a Christ-centered 12-step program. Unlike like AA or NA, which is a 12-step program, um, this one, you know, we're not afraid to talk about Jesus. We worship and we know that that is our, you know, source of our power, source of our, 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 our drive, our, you know, all the things. So that's a big difference between Celebrate Recovery and AA and NA. So um, the Lord's been really dealing with me. Um, on a few different topics the last couple of weeks, and this one is uh, one of them. So, like I said, it was a surprise to me that I got this chip, but 
it's all God. And it's not a surprise to him because um, of his just conviction that he's given me. So I'll tell you that um, I have surrendered to um, my anger issues and problem to God and also smoking marijuana for over to God. Um, so it has been three weeks since I stopped that and I'll give you a little history. So I smoked for the first time, um, when I was 17 years old in between my my junior and my senior year, we went on a trip to Europe. Um, well, we went to New York, London, Paris, and Amsterdam over a two week period of time. And, um, I was 17. And when you go to Amsterdam, you know, like they have, it's legal to smoke over there. They have shops called, um, I was gonna say a head shop, but that's not right. They have literally like bars, uh, where you can go in and you can go up to the counter and you can buy your weed and you can buy some papers or whatever you want to smoke it out of or a hookah or whatever. And you can just go sit and chill and go you know, to the back room or go and grab a drink or whatever, and you can smoke and it's all okay. Now they don't openly smoke it like walking down the road. Um, there's bars and then there's hookah shops and, um, hookah bars and stuff where you can sit even on like on a patio and smoke, but you're not, you can't just like walk around smoking on the streets. Um, so because I was in Amsterdam and I was like, Hmm, when in Amsterdam, I guess do what people in Amsterdam do. (laughs) And, uh, so I went up to the counter and I bought me some and I went to the back of the room where all the other people, well, I wouldn't say all, but most of the other people that I had went to on the trip with were sitting and proceeded to, you know, smoke. My dad went with me on the trip and he was like not around when I, when that happened and he had, uh, walk, he walked in right as it was going around the circle. It was being handed to me. <laughs> he walked in to the back room. He's like, what the heck are you doing? And yeah, so I didn't actually smoke at that time, but I had bought some and I ended up, um, smoking it later on the, the porch of one of my friends that went with me, uh, her hotel room. So that's when it all started. Now, I was never addicted, and I can definitely say I was not addicted. Like, I didn't crave it. I didn't necessarily, like, have to have it. It wasn't, like, an everyday, all day. It wasn't anything in regards to that. It was mostly, like, you know, if I was anxious or stressed out or if I wanted to get away from the world, if I wanted to, you know, get away from just stuff that was going on around me um, or even, you know, of course, recreationally like during my many years before Christ partying and drinking and all that good jazz so um I don't and I'll I will say this I don't have anything against uh marijuana in and of itself I think God created it not think I know God created it for medicinal purposes and man has corrupted it man has turned it into you know these 30 and 40% THC, which might be an exaggeration, but, you know, really high THC levels and 
you smoke it to get high, and you smoke it to um, not be sober-minded, and you smoke it to ignore the world around you, and, um, you know, party drug, you know, situation, and then, it, you know, with it being illegal, it puts the stigma on it as well. I've been um, charged with possession um, once, yeah, once, nope, twice, and, uh, but I, it's, nothing's on my record. I was able to get, just to do some stuff, whether it was, uh, you know, take some drug tests and be clean for a couple months and do community service, um, type things. So I don't have anything like that on my record that I was, um, convicted of. I was charged with it, but I was not convicted of it. So there's that. I mean, I have that on my record. Um, and I actually had to go through a whole year of probation, drug test, and checking in every single day because that stuff was on my record whenever I graduated from nursing school or after I got my license. So they made me do all that stuff over again, which I was really mad about um, at that moment in life, but whatever. So I come to the realization that I was using it as an escape. And when you start using drugs, alcohol, shopping, eating, internet, phone, scrolling, anything as an escape, then that's when it becomes a problem. Um, so I was using it as an excuse to like just escape from reality, escape from the pressures of family, escape from the pressures of marriage of my children and things like that. And that's when it becomes, you know, it comes, becomes a problem. So three weeks ago, I laid it down. I haven't smoked since then. Um, even though I wanted to yesterday because I had a really bad headache. Um, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, well that's when it becomes useful for medicinal, you know, but then I'm thinking, no, I could take a CBD oil or, you know, rub a CBD and pain cream on me. And that's going to be where the, the medicine comes from with those cannabinoids, right? Not necessarily smoking and getting high. So I refrained and I didn't. Um, so in, in that, um, you know, there's been many a times that I've had to take a drug test and I've had to spend money to have a clean urine because of smoking, you know, and I never thought that that was like a terrible thing because like I said, I've always like, I'm an advocate for medicinal marijuana and, but it's illegal, you know? Um, so laying it down was actually pretty easy at the time because God had just really convicted me. I had said something to someone about being sober minded and he's looking at me like, you just, or you're about to read this. I don't know if I had just read Matthew or, or what, but you're reading Matthew where it's telling you, you know, not to judge somebody and you have to look at the the log in your own eye before you look, you try to take out the, the speck in somebody else's eyes. Like he had brought that to my heart and I was like, Oh man, like he's right. <laughs> of course he's right. Um, and so I just where I'm at. So Monday I said, you know what? Like I, they were giving out chips and I was the last one up. Um, because I, you know, you have that, that fear of somebody going, Oh, what does she do? What does she get up to go and get her blue chip for, whatever, but there's, 
there's a thing with fear that you're not, fear is at the root of most things. Um, fear of rejection, fear, of, you know, they have that shame and you have fear. So I know that the enemy is in control of that fear and I'm not going to allow him to control me. So I went out there and I got my blue chip and man, does it feel good. So the blue chip is the first one. It is the journey begins chip. Um, and it's pretty significant. You know, I have it hanging on my purse. I have it as a reminder. My kids asked me about it. Um, I definitely, like, I didn't really, they asked me, they were proud of me for getting a chip. They didn't ask me why. So I didn't really have to tell them specifically, which they're not really old enough to be told specifically right at this time. But, um, told my husband and that's good. So I'm looking forward to what God's going to do through me through this time of, of, of being sober minded in regards to, um, smoking and not using it as an escape. Um, I know he's going to work through me. He's going to help me realize some things and he has, um, because you can't really be all in for the people around you if your head's in the clouds. Um, and so that's what I'm really looking forward to really like being able to pay attention to what's going on around me and, um, not spacing out because I'm, you know, because I'm high over here sitting in the bed, you know, watching TV or whatever, when I can actually really pay attention to my kids. I've been very intentional with trying to pay attention to my kids and stuff too. So there's a few other things in regards to things that I need to lay down. Um, and I know one of them being the distraction of social media. I've done it several times. Um, and then it kind of rears its little ugly head. Um, and I was telling somebody yesterday, you know, I'm very thankful that I'm not in the network marketing companies right now because that was a huge distraction. And the Lord has revealed to me in the last, what, two months, I think it was like two months ago, um, that my priorities were not straight. And there's been a lot of changes in the last couple of months in regards to me and the things that I see and the things that I do and how I'm really trying to take care of um, the people around me and serve and love and all those things. And so I'm really looking forward to that. So I just wanted to um, share that with you guys in regards to if somebody's struggling, if, if you're struggling with addiction, if you're struggling with anger, if you're struggling with uh, money issues, if you're struggling with codependency, um, find a Celebrate Recovery near you. Now on the coast, they have one every single night of the week up and down the coast. So from one end to the other, you can find a Celebrate Recovery class. Um, if you want to go to the one that I go to or one in Gulfport, we meet on Harvest Church at 6 o'clock for dinner on Monday nights. I would be happy to sit with you and to love on you and to um, be there for you. And while we go through this together with Christ and, you know, this is part of my testimony. This is part of stuff that God's going to use. He's going to use that for you too. Um, and he wants us all to be set free. You know, the enemy has us in these bondages of things that we're just addicted to and they become idols. When you put something before God, it is an idol. 
whether that's your cell phone, whether that's work, whether that's money, whether that's your children, your husband, your family, a hobby, if it comes before Christ, it is an idol. And that's really hard to understand um, as this, as our culture it is today, but it is biblical. It is um, what God says all the time, you know, and he, he's talking about, you know, those idols. And there's so many of them that can happen around us that we don't even realize that we're putting before Christ. And so my prayer for you is that um, if somebody is listening to this that is struggling, anger, anxiety, addiction, you know, abuse, codependency, whatever it is, reach out to me. Um, I'll make sure I put my contact info down in the, the little description or whatever. You can always find me, um, on social media and reach out to me. Let's pray. Let's get you set up because God doesn't want you to be in bondage. He wants you to be free. He set you, he sent his son for you down the cross for you to set you free. Um, and a lot of Christians live in bondage, even though we have that freedom through Christ, a lot of us still live in bondage. We live in bondage to sins that we just are having trouble giving, getting rid of, or that we don't even see that we do. Um, but God is so good if you ask him and if you're in your Bible and if you're studying and if you're praying and you're asking him to, um, reveal those things to you, he will, he will show them to you and they're going to be hard and they're going to be tough and they're going to be wounds that you don't want to dig back into. Um, you'll hear about another one of my wounds, um, in another part of my testimony here soon. Um, that is really difficult to dig into, but once he did and I allowed him to, I was able to be set free from that. I was able to set free from that shame and that fear and now he uses it for his good and it's a ministry of mine. So he has that for you. He has that, um, that drive for you, has a purpose for you. Everything works out for his good. I mean, his glory and our good. Um, it says that in Romans eight twenty eight, I believe. I hope I'm right. I read that this morning. That he works all things out for his people for his glory and for our good, for his purpose. So he has a purpose for you, he has a purpose for me. Um, and he wants you to live in that. He wants you to live in that purpose. He wants you to live in that freedom. And you deserve, you deserve that. You don't deserve to be in bondage anymore. You don't deserve to be stuck in that trap of, of negative feelings and negative emotions and, 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 and abuse and even like yourself self-abuse, if you will, the negative emotions in that circle you will go through, especially as women go through our heads, you know, um, to let him set you free. He is, when we're in Christ, we're free indeed. So there's going to be more to the story. I know it. I know that he's going to use me and I pray that this is, um, encourages somebody and encourage somebody reach out maybe to to someone and ask for help. Um, if that's me or if that's somebody else, I pray that you are able to you ask for that help and um, you receive the eternal gift of life through Jesus Christ and be set free. So that's all for today. I love you and Jesus loves you, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>